Live from Sherwood Forest, it's the Von Hessler Doctrine. Hour one begins now. I'm Eric Von Hessler, but I'm not alone. Autumn Fisher is not with us this week, but Jared Yamamoto is here. What's going on, Eric? And English Nick is here. Hello, my friend. And we've had uh, quite a bit of news this week, so <laughs> let's uh, let's get right to it. It's time for... Headlines of the Week. All right, Jared. Eric, you were not kidding. What a week in news. So let's start up in Washington, D.C., where the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor in a 5-4 to four decision. Uh, they have ruled in favor of same-sex marriages nationwide. So this is it. So there's no turning back. And uh, people are kind of losing their minds a little bit, I, I, I think. Kind we, of? I think we all know that there are different sides on this, and people are entrenched. And there's a lot of future shock going on for people who are on the losing side of this. But I'll tell you myself personally, I you know I should just say right here, I've always been for gay marriage, or at least for the last 20 years. I, I probably didn't think about it most of my life, but the first time I ever thought about it or someone asked me about it in the mid or late 90s, uh, you know, I'm a libertarian, and I believe that you really can't call yourself... A, I always thought of it as a litmus test for libertarianism. I don't believe you can call yourself a libertarian unless you're in favor of gay marriage. Now, unlike most people in this country, I talk about this all the time, I believe the process of debate is broken in this country. So unlike most people in this country, I don't ever demonize the people who disagree with me. But but the you know the process of debate is broken, and so that demonization on both sides has begun. I have to tell you that I uh, I, I, I was disappointed by all the news coverage uh, since Friday on. I, I didn't what I was getting from Fox News. You know the sky is falling. Cats will be marrying dogs. You know that whole thing. I turned that off, and then the CNN side of things, where it's what I kind of call like reporters love to pretend it's the Jackie Robinson moments, you know, and all of that. You know, oh, aren't we wonderful? And look at the White House; it's all pretty with the rainbow. All of that. I was annoyed by both sides of the coverage, so I just turned off the television. I'm a thinking person. I've gone through this myself, and I don't. Uh, you know, it's it's what I believe in. I also. So I lost a little bit of respect um, for Scalia, not because he opposed it, but I thought he went overboard in his dissent. The idea that this somehow is equatable to what he called a pooch, P-U-T-S-C-H, I believe, which really hard, you know, goes back to the way the brown shirts and stuff helped Hitler come into power. I thought that was uh, very much over the top. I lost a little, a little bit, a tiny bit of respect for Charles Krauthammer. I didn't expect him to be so emotional. I will tell you right now, I believe the 14th Amendment was a fine place to find this, you know. And if you're talking about the Constitution, hey, that Constitution has been pulled up, down, and, you know, it's only in questions that people think are moral that they really care about this. Take a look at the Commerce Clause and see what's happened there. Right. Uh, your cherished war on drugs. Uh, look what happens there with confiscation and all of these sort of things that usually come out of the Commerce Clause. Uh, you can't put it, take out more than $10,000 in cash of your own. All of this stuff, I don't see anything in the Constitution for that. But because people equate this with tradition and morality, they suddenly care about it. I don't, I've looked at the 14th Amendment for a long time as a protection from the abuse of the Tenth Amendment. In most cases, I'm for states' rights. In almost all cases, uh, the Tenth Amendment says basically whatever we don't lay out here in the Constitution, it's up to the states. And I'm usually with that. The Fourteenth Amendment, however, is there, and I've always read it to basically say if the government or your state, if you're a citizen in a state that tries to use states' rights 
to keep you from your full rights, then the 14th Amendment is there to say, no, you have certain sort of fundamental rights that the states are not allowed to take away. So I don't have a problem with the 14th Amendment. Now, we had a, a few people who called in here. You told me this, and so we pulled this. Uh, what did this guy was? He, he used, like, the traffic app or something hey, to he call did. It. He did use the WSB radio app, which is primarily for traffic troopers to call and report <laughs> crashes, but he lost his mind. Uh, so, well, I mean, that's not – here's another thing. I'm not going to I'm, – I'm in favor of this. And I'm glad that it happened, but I'm not going to be one of these people who beats up on those who are against it because of traditional beliefs, because of their religious sure. beliefs. I believe that we can get back to a civil <laughs> discussion of this country. I know I'm probably whistling in the wind there, but I I'm an American who respects those that disagree with him. For I've never thought that disagreeing with me makes you somehow unpatriotic. Right. Maybe not as intelligent as me from time to time <laughs> because I have a, a large ego. So uh, let's not beat up on this guy, but let's uh, let's listen to his point of view. Great. That means that I can marry my dog, my pet monkey, or anything I want. That's a good thing for population control. Thank you, gay guys. And so I'm supposed to believe this guy got his law degree from where? I'm, I'm sure. I mean, he's, he's calling up and he's talking about the Constitution. I've heard an awful lot of people talking about the Constitution. The way that I feel about this is if you're going to talk to me about the Constitution, I have to be allowed to quiz you about the Constitution in an area that doesn't cover this. And you have to be able to answer that. Like, I need to be able to quiz you about the Commerce Clause, and you need to be able to tell me what it is. That way I know that you know what you're talking about when you talk. An awful lot of people this last weekend that I've heard on television and on the radio, I'm convinced that they're parroting things they heard other pundits say about the Constitution. You want to talk about the Constitution, be able to talk to me about the whole Constitution. So, all, you know, that guy has his point of view. It also brings up uh, one of these canards, one of these, these sort of, uh, I'd hate to say it, kind of talk radio arguments that I don't find to be legitimate at all, which is this idea that we can now be, you'll be able to marry your pets and all of this sort of stuff. That is not an intellectual argument. That's a parlor trick. The, uh, the, first of all, it's going to be between two consenting adults, by the way, with the same restrictions that now hold to heterosexual couples. So that's, and, uh, because it's consenting adults, uh, you, your pet monkey or your dog can never be considered a consenting adult, could never consider to consent. I think that's something that a lot of people don't seem to realize. What, what happened was that gay couples basically were given the same rights that heterosexual couples, but what comes along with that are the same restrictions that are now on heterosexual they don't have more rights than heterosexual couples right. i've heard this well i guess now i can marry my daughter if i want to well no. no heterosexual couples are not allowed to marry their daughter right now this comes with the same restrictions that come with heterosexual couples uh an awful lot of people are worried about uh you know churches being forced to uh, marry gays. I don't see that happening. Now, will somebody try to take it to court? Sure, that's the American way. But I believe they'll lose. Remember, this is the same court that Hobby Lobby won in. Last not, year? Not last year, not so long ago. And here's my example for you if you're worried about your church. Churches are exempted from these kind of laws all the time. Uh, a good example is if, you have, if you're in a Christian church and you're part of the Christian church, you have every right to insist that the next pastor of that church be a Christian. 
you wouldn't have that right in the private se sector to insist, insist the next CEO of your company was a Christian. But you do have that right in a church. You're already exempt from, from those laws. I don't see a future where churches are forced to marry gays. And even if, who would want to get married <laughs> in that situation? <laughs> hey, let's go get married where everybody is ag you. against us and doesn't want this to happen. So I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, we will have, you know, the old uh, thing that we hear about, you know, bakers uh, having to make cakes for something they don't believe in. Yeah, there's going to be some of that. That is part of this. That's that's part of this. There's going to be some of that. But what I would ask a baker who doesn't want to make a cake for a gay wedding, I would ask that person, have you ever made a birthday cake for the children of an adulterer? I mean, just how far, how far do we take this biblical right not to serve? You know, you have to ask these questions. And for everyone saying that gay marriage is opening up all these possibilities, you can step it back. You can step it back one, and you could say, uh, well, heterosexual marriage actually opened it all up for everything, because why does the state have to be involved in marriage whatsoever? Anytime you play footsie with the government, you don't get a free lunch. So at some point in history, when heterosexuals went to the government and said, we want your sanctioning of our marriages and these contracts, well, anytime that you deal with the government, you open yourself up. I also hear... And there will legitimately maybe be um, some trouble inside of, say, religious institutions sure. that aren't churches, but colleges, schools, this sort of thing. Uh, unlike that guy who called on the app, I am not a constitutional scholar, but I believe <laughs> that if you're completely private and you don't accept government funds, you're going to be all right. But here's the deal. There is no free lunch. Once you start accepting money from the government... In any part of your life or your institution or anything, yep, you're wide open. You're wide open to all of these laws. But what's being protected here is your right to be private. And I believe that if you are private in your institutions, in your churches, then you're going to be able to make rules that are different. But the moment you accept money from the government in any way, shape, or form, it's true. You're open to all of this. I really, uh, so I'm, you know, I, I really would like for us to be able to have a decent conversation about this in this country. Uh, I think somebody else here, do I have time to go to... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go to uh, number four, because this I completely disagree with. We are not going to say, well, the, the court has ruled, and so be it. Uh, we, we believe that this, this is going to be just like Roe v. Wade. This is not just like Roe v. Wade. I've heard this an awful lot, and I'll tell you why it's not like Roe v. Wade. In Roe v. Wade... Uh, those that are against abortion are pointing to a real victim. Now, we can argue whether the unborn deserve the protections of the Constitution or not, but you are pointing to an exact victim in your argument. You're saying this life is life, and it needs to be protected. That's different than when you say, well, the victim is tradition, or the victim is society as a whole. Tradition is not an argument. If that's what you're going to walk into a courtroom in your hand, it's going to turn to dust and fall through your fingers before you make it into the chamber. Tradition is not an argument. We have a, I, I wanted to get through like five or six stories here in headlines. <laughs> we got through one. We'll knock them out. We'll come back and get to at least one more when we return. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's uh, Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. Channel 2's Brad Nitz is forecasting a high around 86. And get this. No matter how you feel about the latest Supreme Court rulings, we can all agree 
It's a solid 10 on the Mellish meter. What? And that's something everyone, no matter what political stripe, hopefully can enjoy. <laughs> this weather report is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. Before we get to another headline, I just want to clear, clarify what I'm saying here. I don't have a problem with the Supreme Court finding a uh, right to gay marriage in the 14th Amendment. I believe the 14th Amendment protects us from abuse of the 10th Amendment. Usually, I'm in favor of the 10th Amendment. Uh, take something like Common Core. I'm against Common Core, and I've never even looked into what it is. I don't care. You could convince me that Common Core was the best educational vehicle possible, and I would still be against it because I don't think education should come from the feds. It should be a state thing. I'm usually for state rights. But but human rights trump state rights every time. In 1865, in 2015, and I believe the 14th Amendment is there for us. So now that I've made enough enemies, let's have another headline. All right, we got to stay up in Washington. The Supreme Court was busy this week. Uh, they made it yet another decision on Obamacare, just, just deciding in a 6-3 to three decision that the Obamacare subsidies are here to stay, Eric. Yes, and now let me, uh, I know people listening, what is this, conservative just going to beat up conservatives all day? No, well, a little, but... I, I, I did not vote for the president either time. I'm not a fan of Obamacare. I'm not a fan of that whole approach. But let's take a look in the mirror. I'm here to tell you something maybe you haven't heard before. That's the idea of this show. I'm not here to parrot other things. I'm here to let you know that there are other ways to look at things. Back in the 90s, for those, I'm 51 years old. Jared, I know you were like in a kindergarten class somewhere. But back in the 90s, uh, this came around once before. Hillary Clinton was pushing the same kind of thing, and back then it was called Hillary Care. And it was beaten back, and the Republicans beat it. And then the Republicans, I guess, celebrated for a couple of days, and then just decided to go right back to things as normal, as if no one was ever going to ask for this again, as if, uh, even though the solution of Hillary Care wasn't the right solution, the Republicans acted, went further. The question isn't even worth asking. So, we didn't do anything about it. Now we're talking about uh, repeal and replace, and there's all these great ideas about buying insurance across state lines, market-oriented ideas. Why didn't we do this when George W. Bush became president in the early 2000s? Why didn't we fix pre-existing conditions from a conservative point of view? For, and and, and if, if, we, if we're saying now that there are market-driven solutions, why didn't we implement those market-driven solutions and take this off the table before Barack Obama got there? We could have solved this problem with market-driven solutions, and we didn't. Truman was the first person to talk about this, and we beat back Hillary Care and then went to sleep. So I'm not in favor of this. I'm not in favor of the reasoning of this, but I have to say, let's look in the mirror. Conservatives are just as responsible as liberals because we had power and we chose to ignore this, and we chose not to implement market-driven, market-oriented solutions to health care. That's the lesson. When you're in power, lead. Because if you don't, someone else behind you is going to come along and lead in a way that you don't like. Uh, we have, what are we doing next, Georgia Stuff? That's right. Oh, boy, the best named segment in radio, Georgia Stuff, mm. when we return. I'm Eric Von Hester. That is uh, Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. Hello. Before we go to Georgia Stuff, let me expand a little bit on, you know, I've told... You know, I, don't, I may be one of the only hosts on on WSB. I don't know that's in favor of the gay marriage ruling, and I've laid out exactly why I am in favor of it. Now, let me ask gay activist and 
gay people who aren't activists who are just happy about all this. This is my next question is, is this going to be one of those never-ending revolutions where, okay, we get this, and now the next thing is the next thing, and it never stops, and still victimization? Or I, I would hope that gay activists would stop for a moment, just take a second and think, okay, now we have these rights that everyone else has. Uh, maybe we, can we take some time? Can we, can we assimilate as Americans and work together now on uh, trying to solving common problems that we all have? Like eighteen trillion dollars in debt. I mean, this can Preach, we stop? Eric, thank do we, you. Do we have to keep on fighting each other? I hate countries that have, like Cuba that have these never-ending revolutions. You know, you have the revolution. Now you got the presidential palace. Now, now just start governing people. And so, I think that's a question that gay activists have to ask: Is it time to assimilate and you know get along with people who disagree with you? Uh, we all have to face this eighteen trillion dollars. One other question for gay activists, and this is something that I've I've been on. Uh, civil rights leaders an awful lot about too because there is still slavery in this world and I feel like sometimes civil rights leaders will go just more for the most niche kind of things to solve here in America find any problem that's left when in reality there's still slavery in this world and if the American civil rights leaders got together they could probably very be le legitimate and have a big voice you know in, the, in that debate and 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 do something about it well I would say to gay activists you know Go, you know, what was the hashtag love wins or one of those hashtags that were going around? ISIS jumped on that hashtag. And it may surprise you to know that ISIS is not in favor of this. And so what did they show on that hashtag? Videos of them throwing gay people off of buildings. Oh. So will my challenge to the gay activists is much like the challenge to the civil rights activists. Is it always going to be everything about America that's wrong or could you possibly get involved and actually say here's a common enemy ISIS you know there I've never met anybody in America who is advocating throwing gay people off of buildings to their deaths so you know I just wonder just is it the never-ending revolution because if it is boy it's going to get annoying uh, let me uh, Sunday is not only about the Von Hessler doctrine it is also to me about your Sunday AJC Pick up your Sunday AJC for coverage of this week's blockbuster Supreme Court rulings and the impact of gay marriage here in Georgia. Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Go out there and pick it up. It is now time for the aptly named Georgia Stuff. The research is in. And after a careful calculation, it's called Georgia Stuff. Georgia. We on the grind. Georgia. All the time. It ain't nothing on my mind. All right, Jared Yamamoto. Let's start off with this one, Eric. Hold so, on. People may not understand the premise here. These are all stories that take place in uh, Georgia. Oh, I didn't, what? I, oh, oh, my gosh. I'm glad you clarified that Thank for you. me. I didn't know that either. So, <laughs> so after flip-flopping hmm. multiple times this week, the state of Georgia has stopped issuing license plates featuring the Confederate battle flag. Yeah, I know the, uh, the uh, governor at one point, I think in one at one within five minutes, was mm -hmm. talking to one outlet and said he was in favor of keeping it that way. Then he walked back. Somebody talked to him. Then he went back to that outlet and said, well, hold on, wait a minute. I'm not even going to get into the Confederate flag issue. I am against <laughs> license plates having any message on them. I don't care what the message is. I think license plates should have numbers for identification, the state, and uh, that little sticker that says the, that I've paid all the money I need to to, <laughs> no, to, valorum, to, to, yeah. Yeah, to be out there on the roads. No caring for the wildlife? If you care for wildlife, give money to wildlife uh, organizations and get a bumper sticker that tells me okay. that you like the wildlife. I don't think that the, the license plate, this is a money grab yeah, yeah. by the state. And when 
whenever they when when they got involved with this, it was inevitable that you were going to get to controversial things. You know, nobody cares if you love antique cars, but there are other messages. I mean, people nearly lost their minds. I remember a couple of years ago when the state said it was okay to have uh, university uh, gators, university <laughs> <laughs> Florida stuff. You know, people lost their mind. I mean, that's controversial enough. But you know what? If you love UGA, if you love the gators, yeah. if you love antique cars, get a bumper sticker. I don't think the state should be endorsing any point of view. License plates exist so that we can be identified as registered drivers. Period. End of story. Mm. So I'm advocating no messages on the license plates. Leave it for the bumper stickers. Next story. All right. So, you, so Eric, you know about the Skyview Ferris wheel, right, in downtown Atlanta? I do know about it. I've never gotten on it. Is anybody here? English Nick, no, you're a dweller of the, of the city. Have you? Uh... I've walked by it on my way to the Tabernacle for shows, but mm-hmm. never gotten on it. I, get it. I mean, it's not, it's not all that impressive, but on a, on a, it, 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 it makes the night look a little nicer down there. It's a nice sky. It's pretty nice. It's a nice little thing, but I mean, it's not exactly the, what do they call the London Eye, the London Wheel. It's not exactly that. So you know, they actually physically moved that from Pensacola Beach to Mm -hmm. Atlanta two years ago. Yeah, we bought it or we're renting it. We're uh, renting it. We're we're renting it. So now Pensacola Beach tax authorities want Atlanta's, uh, they want the Skyview, the Skyview Ferris Wheel to pay back those taxes that apparently they didn't pay when they were down there. (laughs) Property tax, right? Yeah, property taxes. So we are in, we, we have a Ferris wheel that's an outlaw. Yeah, exactly. Basically, <laughs> that Ferris wheel has not paid its taxes. It's just rolling around <laughs> doing whatever it wants. <laughs> So obviously, uh, the mayor's going to do something. Now, do we? Now we're not on the hook for these taxes, are no, we? No, no, we're not. not. It's, it's it's state of Florida. So. So, so, so no. But I'm saying is the people who rented it there in Florida have to pay for those right, taxes. The company. But could we lose it because it's not paid for? Or I, no, I hate I, to. no, I think they want to take the wheel as payment. Like, <laughs> oh, well, that would make deal. sense. Right. So, you owe us two hundred and thirty grand. Right. We're taking your wheel. Well, that would be hilarious if we were to lose the wheel <laughs> for that purpose. I, how much did it cost to ride on that wheel? I'm, I'm not a big I fan. I think of it's getting... like thirty five. I'll double check on that though. Uh, thirty five bucks. It's it's pretty expensive. How I'm many not times gonna, uh, you go around? Seventy. I I would hope so. Right. <laughs> it's, it's always going really slow. Right. Yeah. The, the problem with the wheel where it's located is you know. Like the London Eye, I would imagine. It's huge. It's huge. You and can the, see you, all you of London. You can see yeah. all of London. Yeah. I think, I have not been on this, but I think the only thing that you're going to see at the top of this wheel is uh, drug deals going down in Castle Hill. I think, <laughs> I'm not sure that... The, That's no, if you can see past <laughs> Phillips Arena. I'm not even sure if you can. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot to look down upon where the wheel is. Uh, there's things that would scare you and say, oh, look at that. I just saw a guy get shot over heroin. So you can Interesting. see, so the VIP tickets are 50 Dollars per person, and then the adult for just uh, I think it's two spins is what it's saying on here for two thir- spins. Two spins are thirteen dollars and fifty cents. So I mean, in order to get, I mean, I think you need to go at least five times in order to get an adequate or to get the view you see. Now, what happens when you get to the top? Do they stop it for a second? Yes. Or, um, yeah. And so, oh, so that's a great ride. Every you got to keep stopping, and you go. I mean, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, I hope that that uh, outlaw Ferris wheel pays its taxes. I believe in paying your taxes. I hope it pays its fair share. It's not one of these one percenter Ferris wheels. I hope that I hate so much. <laughs> uh, that that, uh, that Ferris wheel needs to pay its taxes. Is uh, what I, I say. And if we lose it, it's no skin off my back. I don't care. I can was it never marry, Can it marry another wheel? Is that <laughs> and now in all fifty states? Next story. All right, so it's about time for this one, Eric. So fireworks will be 
legalized in Georgia on the 1st of July. That's Wednesday? That's right. Go so out. how about that? Right before the 4th, we can go out and buy fireworks legally. All right, my southern friends. It's been a mixed week. We lost the flag. <laughs> but we gained the fireworks. Now, come on. <laughs> we can enjoy that. Well, this has been a stupid thing for a long time because South Carolina and Alabama, yeah. you know, they've all basically, as soon as you go over the border of their state, there's these huge warehouses, which I've never been in. And somebody told me that, that that's all a facade. Those like you think it's huge, and then you walk in, it's some kind of little country store or something. Those, I, <laughs> it's the opposite of Doctor Who's TARDIS. <laughs> yes. Huge on the outside, <laughs> tiny when you get in. Yeah. So the people who should be most upset about this are the states of Alabama and South Carolina who have been making plenty of money but just because we don't, we don't have. Right, exactly. Hey, you know what? I think that the fireworks are actually, in my lifetime, I go back to the 70s and, and, and all that, I think they're actually much safer now than they yeah. used to be. And they're much better. I mean, people will come back with these fireworks from Alabama and you feel like you're like really at a fireworks show, like those big boxes, those things go up and they put on a finale and mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome. And I'll tell you the, the, the people who, well, not people, the animals, the dogs are going to be upset about this because <laughs> in my neighborhood, yeah. we, uh, my buddy next door always goes to Alabama, whatever, gets these huge fireworks and whatever. And there's one family across the way who has a dog that doesn't like the noise. And so oh, all about my. all of, we we do it on July Fourth usually, and then also New Year's Eve, you know, going into into New Year's Day, and all of my celebrations in my neighborhood have been wow, look at that, pam, pam, wow, and then a lady from across the way who just keeps saying, "Will you please stop doing that? No, <laughs> please, my dog doesn't like that." <laughs> I saw a commercial that's like they have some kind of thing you put on your dog and supposedly you, your dog's not going to care about it anymore. Have you seen that? No, I've not like seen that. It's called like a thunder shirt or something along those lines. <laughs> is it, I mean, anybody, it's a, it's a thunder, I think it's called a thunder shirt. And supposedly if you put this on your dog, then it, it makes them feel comfortable in some way where they don't have neurosis. I don't know. A shirt. It's some sort of a wrap that you put around the dog. It's called a thunder shirt. You know, look at, you know what? If you turn the television up and pet your dog, same thing happens. Same thing happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if I put the shirt on, I can ignore the dog. No, so there you go. There's a little bit of convenience involved there. But I'm wondering if that even really works like this. I would love for somebody who's a dog owner to tell me if that even works because it seems like a scam. But you never know. Maybe it makes him feel warm and, and loved in gonna some way. I'm going to get one this week for my dog and try it. Well, it's, uh, the commercial's fantastic because they say if your dog has anxiety problems, Dogs have anxiety problems now? How weird is this country becoming when dogs have anxiety problems? Some people get dog medication for their dogs, Oh, man. come on. Yeah, they do. Dogs don't have... Dogs don't care. Just they feed get... them. Feed them and let them run and do whatever. The, 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 what are you being anxious about? Oh, my goodness. You are goodness. so insensitive, Eric. I'm 70, year old, 70 years old in dog years. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> what have I achieved? They're next. Oh. They, they want the rights like anybody That's else. That's how rich we are. That's how well we have it, people. You live in a society yep. where you're doing so well that there's room for your dog to have anxiety problems that you can buy medication yep. for. Are you aware of how well you have it living in this country? Does your dog have any idea how well I'll yes. be are you aware that in most country through all of humanity people just woke up went out and picked potatoes from sun up to sundown were so 
dead tired by the time they got in. They just ate dinner and went to bed. They didn't have time to worry about their dog's nervous condition. <laughs> Salute the flag. You live in a country <laughs> where we can worry about your dog's nervous condition. A couple more Georgia stories when we get back. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. Channel 2's Brad Nitz forecasting a high around 86 and a solid 10 on the Mellish meter today. So get out there, enjoy the day. But of course, keep it tuned here. This report brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. I think we have time for one or two more Georgia stories. We sure do. And this is actually kind of like a job vacancy right here. So the city of Atlanta is looking for a successor to Park Atlanta, which is a... uh, so yeah, it's a metering service, right? Yeah, basically, and they yeah you know, they take care of any time you're parked in the wrong place. Apparently, for three and a half seconds. Yeah, they're the people. Do they do the booting? Yes, and they yes, do. They, they also run the all the meters. And a couple of years ago, everyone hated Park Atlanta. It seems to me like it's funny because all this movement gets going because of a couple of years ago. I think that some people, I think that Park Atlanta is not quite as bad as they were a couple of years no. ago. And one thing they've done is they've made the meters. Uh, so that you can use credit cards and things like that, which for a, couple, a few years the meters were out of phase with the world. And you, how do you? Where's change? I got to put change yeah, yeah. inside this thing. So they've done some good things. I believe Park Atlanta is still in the mix to get the job again. It's just that it's opened up for everybody. The contracts ending. Yeah, right, contracts yeah. ending. They can bid again. Uh, you know what? Everybody, uh, people can't stand Park Atlanta. I've never dealt with it because. I don't park in places that I'm not supposed to park. Uh, Jared, I'm sure you have. No, being but, but meter a, a young ma- drunkard in the city, as but, you quite often are. What, 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 listen, listen. Meter maids have got the toughest job in the business. Meter I mean, I, maids, yeah, that's what, sexist. Uh, okay, all right. Meter so, so people, parking meter people. people you know what they call them? The toughest job out there possible. I mean, think about it. You're going to deal with jerks all the time. Yes, like you. Yeah, yes, but I, I, I Uber and I Lyft all over the place. So, yeah, so, 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 so it's so. helped other industries. That's right. So traffic I, I, I don't even I don't even worry about parking anymore. <laughs> that's what they call them in London. Traffic, traffic wardens. wardens. Yeah. Oh, well, so it's and they were always in uniform, and people they hated them back then in the seventies. Always going to hate parking. Well, you're always going to hate it because you're really mad at yourself. Basically, you realize that you messed up. Like 15 minutes ago, that thing ran. I got a ticket here once because I didn't have a. I didn't have a card to get in the building when I first started uh, doing fill-ins, and I had to just park out in front of the building, and I forgot about it, and I got a ticket. cost me $35, and I was mad at myself because I should have walked in the building, got taken care of it. So it's one of those situations where usually you're really angry at yourself, but you just take it out on that stranger, like that person, because like if you get to the car just as the tow truck gets to the car, in your mind, you got there in time. But not to the tow truck driver. He was sent there to come back with a car, and then the anger starts. And yeah. I understand the anger. Maybe they'll replace it with somebody else, but I think people are going to get just as angry at whoever it is who's towing your car or, or giving you a ticket. Let's try one more quick story. So very quickly, so Atlanta's new Major League Soccer team finally has a name, and yes. it's Atlanta United FC. What's and uh, people? Are, what's FC? It's a football club, right? I mean, yeah. don't take too much of noodling around in your brain to figure that out. That it's football club. English Nick, are you excited? You're I'm, from I'm England. Ra- I'm very say. excited. I'm also excited about the fact that it's going to be in the brand new stadium too. It's going to be great. Yeah. So you're going to go. You're going to support Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, don't we already have a soccer team? 
Don't we have a uh, silverbacks? Silverbacks. Silverbacks. So is that like minor league compared to this? Uh, it's like the second tier. Yeah. So like triple A, triple A in baseball. Yeah. Are they so. going? Are they going to stick around, or are they going to go away because of this? I would imagine that the demand would go down. So uh, I, I, I haven't heard any press releases though about you it. You know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I hope they don't go away. I've never gone to a game, but they have the greatest name for a mascot ever: Socrates. What? Which I think is great. <laughs> this this team is not, not going to have a mascot not, yeah. nearly that awesome. Soccer tees. So I uh, hopefully we're big enough to have uh, two soccer clubs that I never go see or support or care about. I mean, you should I'm, go. Uh, maybe well, why I'm not? Gonna go. I haven't gone to a Braves game yet. What am I going to fit in time for MLS? I mean, it's just. I didn't see a Hawks game this year. Are you serious? Yeah, I got a lot of catching up to do. There are sports that I care about I need to get to. All right, when we return, as usual, a lot of outrage in this world. That's why English Nick is here. We'll get to Outrage Corner with English Nick when we return. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.